Hey there, I'm Paulina Cameron, CEO of the Forum for Women Entrepreneurs. We educate, mentor, energize, and connect women entrepreneurs across Canada to be wildly successful, promoting strong economies and thriving communities. To learn more about our programs, visit us at fwe.ca. I am also thrilled to be your host for FWE's podcast, The Go-To, for entrepreneurs in the know, powered by Scotiabank. I interview inspiring guests who will share their journey of their business success and provide crucial pieces of advice that you can use to move your business forward today. This season, we're covering everything from branding to financials, sales, and organizational culture. As you listen to the season, ask yourself how you can use these learnings to take your business forward. Let's dive in. In a world where we're always aiming to achieve, to grow, to push on, the reality is also that people are often pushed to or beyond their limits. A 2017 U.S. study found that 61% of workers feel burned out at work and 31% report high stress levels. On the flip side, workplaces with a strong positive culture where team members feel recognized, listened to, and appreciated can attract high talent workers, which can lead to a 33% revenue increase. And this is certainly true in an entrepreneurial environment. Joining me in studio today is Sarah Hodson, founder and CEO of Live Well Exercise Clinic and a proud mother of four. Founded in 2011, Live Well provides medical fitness programs for people with chronic disease and for those who wish to prevent chronic disease, and now has 19 locations across four provinces and opening their first U.S. location November 2019. Congratulations, Sarah, and welcome to The Go-To. Thank you, Paulina. Thank you for having me. So FWE first met you through John DeHart, your co-founder and longtime friend of FWE. For those who don't know, John is the co-founder of Nurse Next Door and a guru of corporate culture. So in working together and establishing Live Well, what are the key steps you took to create a culture that would foster happy employees and a thriving business? I think it's such a great question today is we're trying to build companies with such positive culture. And so how do we actually bring this alive in our companies? The question that we asked ourselves. And so I worked with John to really develop core values in our company. And it's one thing to look at what our typical or traditional core values would be. Mm-hmm. Um, integrity, trust, honesty, these are all very important things. Um, and we often refer to those as get in the game core values. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that our true core values are what distinguish us as an organization um, from others. And so John actually led us through a really fun exercise. And this is an exercise that really anyone can do no matter what size your company is. And it was called Mission to Mars. Oh, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) And really it's about, okay, if you had to transplant your company onto Mars, who are the key players in your organization today that you would take? Mm. And really what are the attributes that they bring to your organization? And how would you explain those individuals? And why would they be the ones to transplant your company. Mm. And through the exercise, you really start to understand then what it is that your company needs, what is the soul and life of your company that it truly needs to be replicated. And when you step back and look at it this way, you start to identify your core values. Um, Our core values that we came up with through this exercise are we champion potential, we find the joy, and we're all in. 
I love how actionable they are too. Like they're action oriented. They're really not passive. So mm-hmm. I imagine that you then have to apply those core values and you have to um, bring them to life. Can you tell us how you do that? Yeah. Our, our core values um, are physically on our walls. Mm-hmm. Um, in every single clinic, um, they they are on our walls and we share um, with our members what our core values mean to us. Um, but practically, um, we use our core values to hire and build our team. Um, so one of the um, first interviews that we have with a candidate who wants to join our team is what we actually call a core value interview um, or a culture fit interview. And we have a series of three to five questions that um, really correlate to each core value. Um, and we ask the individual to answer those questions just really honestly and openly. And it's really clear to us if somebody, for example, doesn't see life on the sunny side up, if they're maybe a little bit more pessimistic about situations. Um, and ultimately, we know and believe and stand behind that if someone does not really adhere and connect to all three of our core values, they're just not someone who's going to thrive in our organization. Um, Therefore, it wouldn't be fair to us or to them to to bring them on board. So it really is a filter that we use to to bring our team together. That totally makes sense to me. So going back to how we live them day in, day out, do you have systems or processes or habits that you do together with your team that really bring those to life? One of the my favorite things that we do um, every week on Wednesday mornings, we have a weekly huddle. And we start that weekly huddle by sharing core value stories. Mm. And it's literally a story about a coworker, about a member. It might have been a Google review that we saw on our organization or literally a team member working next to you, but somebody who exemplified one of our core values. And each of us go around in about two minutes or less, we share a story and we actually attach it to one of our core values. Oftentimes we're saying, I think this is all three of our core values in this one story, but um, it's a way for us to um, really know that our core values are so um, well embedded in our company, Um, but it also helps when we have new team members to get excited and invigorated and really understand what those core values and how they attach to real life. Um, And, you know, it's just a great way for our team to even connect at the beginning of a weekly huddle. For an entrepreneur who's leading, you know, a team of one or a team of 20 or 200, what is the one thing you recommend that they do to either get a pulse on reading the status, current status of their team culture or to start making a positive change? I think one of the most meaningful things that that we can do even with a small team is to talk with the people that we work with, to talk to our team, to engage with them and hear what's important and what is it that gets them excited about coming to work every day and at the same time, you know, what are their fears and when they are successful, what are the emotions and feelings and inspiration behind that? And I think that when we start to really narrow in on what our team is truly living on a day-to-day basis, it helps us to cultivate what our true core values are. Mm -hmm. And for any entrepreneur or business owner who hasn't gone out there and done a real deep dive into core values, and I mean real core values, not our get-in-the-game core values, but real core values, um, I would highly encourage them to start that process because I really think that it's a game changer, especially in today's day and age um, in in building a culture-based company. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing. 
for those who want to learn more and follow you and continue to get inspired, where can they find you online? So I am on LinkedIn as Sarah Hodson, um, and that's probably the best place to connect with me. I, I like to stay pretty active on LinkedIn and really enjoy engaging with the business community. And um, so, so yeah, I would love to connect with anyone through that. We also have an online presence, obviously. Um, livewellclinic.ca is our website, um, as well as you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram um, at livewellexerciseclinic. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today, for sharing your learnings, your expertise, and your energy on culture. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to take a quick pause before we hear from our next guest. The go-to for entrepreneurs in the know is the outcome of a collaboration between FWE and the Scotiabank Women Initiative. Let's take a moment to hear from our generous sponsor. Hi, I'm Naomi Shaw and I'm the Senior Vice President of Human Resources at Scotiabank. I'm also on the advisory board for the Scotiabank Women Initiative, which supports women-led businesses with education and mentorship. So I'm really excited to talk to you about how you can ensure that you are hiring the right talent to fit your company's culture. At Scotiabank, we pride ourselves on having an inclusive culture globally, where all of us feel respected and can bring our authentic self to work. So how does this then translate when we work through the selection process? First, select a diverse pool of candidates to interview. Use interviewers who are role models of this culture. Have a couple of questions related to this aspect of the culture to get the candidate's experiences and perspectives. Have each interviewer evaluate the candidates individually. Then debrief as a group to help avoid groupthink and mitigate against unconscious bias. And finally, have one interviewer focus on culture fit. And if you're really committed, they could be the only interviewer to get a veto. Having new hires not work out is a really expensive prospect. Not just the costs to re-recruit and train, but more importantly, the soft dollar costs, the impact to your team, to your customers, and also to your reputation. So it really is worth the time to invest in making sure you get the right cultural fit. To get more information about our program, go to scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Thanks also so much for inviting me to speak, Paulina. Thank you so much for all of your support. Let's get back into the studio. Joining us by phone today is Canada's most admired CEO, who has also won Atlantic Business Magazine's CEO of the Year and is a four-time winner of WXN's Top 100, Mandy Renahan, the CEO of Freshco. And in case you're thinking, no, it's not the grocery store. <laughs> Freshco is the first full-service, 24-7, on-call maintenance provider with full coverage in Canada and Eastern U.S., an entrepreneur and budding tradesperson from a young age, the Yarmouth, Nova Scotia native has built a corporate culture for men and women who want to thrive and want purpose in the work they do. A staunch supporter of women in trades and mentorship, we are huge admirers of Mandy and are thrilled to have her here to, with us today. Welcome to the go to Mandy. Well, how is everybody today? So good. So excited to have you. Thanks, Mandy. So Freshco is known for having a fun, inclusive culture. <laughs> I can tell that's that from your voice. That's, 
That's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) How else would you describe the culture and how did you create and maintain this culture as you've grown? Well, I think it's important to know that, you know, East Coasters inherently come with a kind of a comedy type personality, you know, so for us, it's, it's, it's ingrained in us to just have fun, no matter what we're doing, whether it's working, whether it doesn't really matter. So for me, it wasn't creating it. It was actually just making it bigger. Mm -hmm. And so when people, a lot of times they'll say to me, they're like, Mandy, you know, your company's been recognized for, you know, being very diverse and having a fun culture you know, why and how? And I look and I'm like, listen, you know what? I was diverse before the word was even a word, you know? <laughs> and, 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 the, and the second thing, because I don't know any different. And the, and the second part is, is that when you look at building a culture, it's about understanding that diversity ties into that. And we've really been, you know, that company that's tied a crazy amount of different misfits together and made this amazing culture. And so how have you made all those people feel so included and a part of it? You know, I never, ever have hired anybody off of um, a resume. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in them, never have been. You know, for me, it's really about uh, energy's everything. I've always hired, you know, when you look at all of my C-suites, you know, all of my hire people today, you know, I hired them all. Not None of them knew anything about maintenance and construction. So I went on the gut reality of hiring them based on personality and ambition Mm -hmm. and i've taught them the rest and Mm -hmm. so we've done that down through the core and so when you do that um you see a tenacious um and very audacious potential in people that normally you don't see um in the hiring process okay mandy what is the one thing that you want entrepreneurs to know about corporate culture is it a big lesson that you learned your top kept secret you know i i think that i you know i've been asked you know this question a lot and and i i think that you know we can break this down in a few ways but when you look at entrepreneurs entrepreneurs are what i call polymaths of life you know when you look back at our buddy da vinci you know what you know what made him da vinci was the fact that he was a polymath that he had so many different types of skills in in one frame one mind and that's really what entrepreneurs are. They know a little bit about marketing. They know a little bit about digital. They know about, you know, finances and this and that. The you know, original Jill's, Jill's and Jack's of all trades. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and so, but a diploma and none. And I, and I think that the one thing, I think the disruption, if you want to call it that, that I've become, even in the corporate world, um, when you look at, I always say I'm the not, you know, I'm the penguin in between 99 giraffes, <laughs> you know, when I was at, you know, WX 100 and it's like, who doesn't love a penguin, you know, but, you know, but, but the reality is, is that the 99 giraffes love the penguin and the penguin loves them, but we're completely, we're, there's, they're absolutely, our common ground is the fact that we're entrepreneurial. I love that. And so I'm really hearing that your secret on all this culture stuff is to embrace the uniqueness that each of us are and to bring that to life, like be the human that we are in the office, not this robot. (laughs) Well, and I, I, and I I said to them, I, you know, I've said, I said, I said, you know, to a lot of, you know, different people in these, these consulting and professional uh, uh, sectors, which, you know, a lot of them are wonderful human beings that I've met over the years. And I'm like, listen, I know how damn smart you are. Like I get it, but are you likable? Mm. And they stared at me. 
And I said, you have to realize, I said, there's people out there that can maintain stores as well as me, probably, that can build as well as me. But I said, I can guarantee you one thing. The customer doesn't like you like they like me. Mm. They like me and they trust me. Mm. And they know that that I will always be there no matter what. Because at the end of the day, we can, as, as owners, as CEOs, as entrepreneurs, we can never, when you're dealing with um, the, uncert- the uncertainty behind people today, and technology, you can never promise people that things are going to be perfect. Mm. You know, that's the first thing. That's part of my first part of my sales pitch. I am not perfect. My people are not perfect, but I can guarantee you this. We're always going to tell you the truth and we're going to fix this fire Mm. quickly. And that's what I can promise you. And I think that that's the type of transparency that's missing out of the robots, so to speak, in Mm -hmm. human beings, because we're meant to make mistakes. And that's much you know, more trustworthy. I would trust that in a heartbeat faster than if you told me it's going to be a perfect box with a ribbon on top. And people underest- uh, people underestimate that today mm-hmm. because they're so fearful of showing, you know, really that we are human beings and that there are going to be issues that we spend so much time being fearful of that, that we forget to tell the truth and know that people appreciate that a lot more. So agreed. Okay, Mandy. So for those who want to continue getting inspired by you and keep learning more, where can they find and follow you online? Okay. So what, from what I'm told, I was lucky with a lot of things, um, but I'm lucky that uh, all of my hashtags are at Mandy Renahan. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, um, and also MandyRenahan.com uh, is, uh, I must say, spectacular website that kind of gives you me in uh, a hand basket. Thank you so much, Mandy, for joining us today and for sharing your incredible insights and your infectious energy. You're an inspiration for women in trades and other women entrepreneurs. We are cheering you on and are so grateful. Thank you. Yay, thank you. Good luck to you guys with everything that you do. Thank you. And that's a wrap. A big thank you to Sarah and Mandy for joining us today. We would also like to thank everyone who has helped make the go-to a reality. From the incredible team at FWE who worked on all of the logistics, to Self-Hired, our amazing production team, to Hummingbird Translations, who are translating our podcast so you can also listen in French, and of course, to Scotiabank Women Initiative, our generous sponsor for this FWE podcast. You can learn more at their website at scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to listen to the rest of season one. You can find all of the resources our guests mention on our website at fwe.ca. We know it takes a village to build a business, so share your learnings on Instagram at FWE Canada to help other entrepreneurs become wildly successful. See you next time. <laughs>